0: Good morning and welcome to the Jesuit Institute Hour here on Radio Veritas. My name is Francis Correa and I will be with you for the next hour. If you'd like to call us, you can reach us on 011-452-7115 or you can SMS on 41809. This morning we've got some exciting things lined up. We're going to be chatting to Father Rampe from Cape Town And we're going to be talking to him about this month's papal message, which is all about the Pope really speaking to young people, talking about vocation and really a call to follow Christ in the world. And so we'll be talking to him about his thoughts about the Pope's message. And then a bit later, we'll be talking to Professor Jean Bornman again. Some of you will remember we spoke to Professor Bornman about two months ago, and we, we were talking then about disabled children and we focused specifically then on um, children who had spinal bifida uh, getting into the schooling system but today we're going to again be talking about uh, disability and we're going to be talking about AAC which is something I hadn't really got my head around before but about the needs for ways to communicate effectively and efficiently with people who may have some disability in the area of communication. So that hopefully will be a fun and exciting um, conversation. And we're looking now to be chatting to Father Rampe. Good morning, Father Rampe.
1: Good morning, Francis. How are you this morning?
0: I'm very well. Happy Easter.
1: Happy Easter to you. Thank you. And happy Easter to your listeners.
0: Thank you. So, Father Rampe, do you how what did you think of this month's papal um intention, prayer intention and the little youtube video that went with it
1: i think uh, the the pope is raising a a, a very interesting uh, point it's it's about time we spoke about vocations i think and uh, we encourage vocations mm. and uh it's something that I think we haven't paid enough attention to in in the church, and and not only vocations to priesthood or religious life, or you know uh, just vocations in general, mm-hmm. right? because you know we we are all called to different lifestyle, different lives, and uh, and we need to live our vocations properly, and people need to be encouraged. And for example, you take in marriages, uh, family lives, and all that, um, that values, Each voc- I think each vocation has a value. Yeah. Each vocation is a call for us to live in a way that uh, God invites us to, you know, um, and that is guided by values.
0: I want to just pause you there, Father Rampé. I was I was aware recently I was talking to someone and I used the word vocation, and I realised uh, a little bit into the conversation that not everyone in the room knew what the word itself means. So do you do you want to just start by teasing out for us what what we mean in the church when we talk about vocation?
1: <laughs> I think for me, I mean, vocation it's a a call to a certain kind of. Uh, life, you know. Um, we are invited uh, to live uh, a certain kind of life or to a certain kind of life or lifestyle. And, uh, and as a call, it's it, it's guided by certain values. I, I, I think there are certain values that need to be held and uh, that we need to guide us to leave that location. But it's not like just Living from one day to the other, uh, purposelessly, there is a purpose that needs to be achieved in that uh, lifestyle, in that call, hmm. you know. And uh, so that's why it becomes a vocation. Because <clears throat> it's not uh, just living life without a cause.
0: Right. As it so it's kind of it's. So, a- it's embracing the idea of a purposeful life that I, I, I think about what I want to do with my life and then I take steps to do that.
1: Yes, so yeah, there's something to be achieved in that in that life mm. so um, a, being, being called by God, I think we, we become uh, or, or as Christians, we, we bear witness in our different lifestyles you know. You as a married family woman or a woman, you you bear witness in, in, in that life that you live with, with your husband and your children as a family. Mm-hmm. And me as a priest I bear witness in my life as a priest and a religious, you know. So we are called to different lifestyles and, and that's the essence of vocation I think. And each each vocation has got its own charism, especially with the religious life and Christian. And so we live different charisms according to our, our founders, you know. And yeah. So, yeah, in brief, I think that's, that's my understanding of vocation.
0: That's very helpful. Father Rampe, I wonder if I could ask you a bit of a personal question in this In mm-hmm. this whole exploration of of vocation i I always find that these things make more sense when when someone shares their own story, but I wondered would you would you be okay sharing with the listeners just a little bit about how you realized what your vocation was the kind of the uh, how did you come to to know that you were called to to this calling as a jesuit priest well, the answer is, i
1: think uh, part. Of Part of the challenge with with the vocation, you you need somebody or some people to guide you and to help you make the choice or the correct choice as it's Um, so and, And sometimes you could be inspired by certain people, sometimes you could be inspired by certain writings, sometimes you get inspired by certain situations, so uh with with i think in, in 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 my uh case, I would say yes, it was certain people it was the situation that one found himself in and uh, and of course, the scriptures they play a, a big role as well as as you meditate on the scriptures mm. uh, you know um we hear of the Saint Ignatius when when he uh was to his friends in 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 Paris while they were studying in Paris. He would ask, uh, use that scripture passage, what does it benefit a man to gain, rather than lose his life, you know? Uh, mm. uh, scripture passages like that, they they challenge one And uh, when you meditate on them, and uh, you, you see something there, and you, you end up discovering something, and see, you, you think, okay, maybe there is something here. So... Uh, and, and then you have people around you that you see doing good, doing certain things, and then those things inspire you. So it becomes a combination of things: scriptures, writings, and the people around you. And then you think, yeah, maybe this is what I should do. Whether there is a call, as you say, you know, you were called by God. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I I don't think I had a call, you know, of God calling me. But I was definitely inspired by. Certain things and certain people around me. And I thought this is uh, the kind of life which uh, I am called to, and I would love to live. I uh,
0: like, I like what you say there. That God doesn't necessarily sort of appear in a vision and say, "This is what you should do," um, mm. but that you know, it's, it's that real Ignatian principle that God is in all things, and and the all things around you were kind of saying, "This is a good way to go."
1: Yes, and and, and as you look at the, the, I mean, that's what, when the principle and foundation in the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius makes sense, because you, you know, we are created to praise reverence and serve God, and to use everything that is on the face of the world for that purpose. Mm. So, those things that are in our disposal, so they also help us to discover our vocation, or those people around us, they help us our vocation as well, you know. I mean, I grew up in, in, in Soweto in the 80s, and uh, I think the aspect of social justice as well it was was very influential, and uh, the kind of parish priest that I had at that time, and I remember in my confirmation class in 1987-88, uh, you know, it, it, it was, uh, yes, there was lots of uh, little stuff, but uh, it was mainly uh, heavily on on social justice issues, and uh, and, and and we used a lot, uh, Matthew 25, you know, uh, uh, mm. that uh, I, I was naked, and you told me, and was hungry, you fed me. So that was that's one thing that still stands out for me even today, and more than 30, almost 30 years later. You know, those are the things, in, I think I remember those sessions in our confirmation class in, in, in St. Martin's in Orlando. Um, so those are some of the things that, that triggers uh, what one calls a vocation as it were. You know, uh, So that's why I say, you know, you have people, you have scripture, you have uh, certain documents of the church that inspire one to want to do something and... And,
0: and I think that's how one discovers one's vocation. That sounds, I mean, it sounds very helpful. And one of the things I like about that is the sense that vocations don't kind of come out of, that's my own experience as well, they don't come out of nowhere. They come out of a context, out of uh, even even my vocation, when I think about my vocation to marriage, um, it came out of... Conversations not only with the person I was going to marry, but conversations in the community that there was, you know. Um, I, in fact, I'm sure you were part of one of those conversations, but I can remember a conversation where I was sitting with a group of children and there were some Jesuits around and somebody said to me, you were called to be a mother.
1: Yes.
0: And, yes, and that exactly. that that stays with me, you know. At, I mean, I, at the time, I wasn't sure if I was called to religious life or to motherhood or what I was called to, and I can remember that comment and that comment kind of, and the fact that it stayed in the back of my mind that that God allowed that comment to to remain was part of my whole discernment. Well, should I be should I be called to marriage? Is that what I'm really called
1: to? Yes, yeah, yeah. So so that's, that for me. That, that's really how it works. So, I, and that's why I find it difficult when people say how how were you called or how did you discover your call? I mean, for me, that's how it worked. It, it, there was no voice from the heavens that but, said but you must go and join the Jesuits kind of stuff, you know. Uh, I don't think there's anything like that one you uh, discover the or have vocation in, in those kind of circumstances. And of course, it needs a lot of it needs a lot of discernment and uh, one has to be open to the spiritual way. and uh, one needs to talk to people to be accompanied by people who know these things who have been in this life in, in whatever lifestyle one is, one, one, one is considering or life one is considering. Uh, so yeah I think that's how a vocation works it, for me that, that's how it is
0: I want to just stay I'm, I'm kind of quite struck by Um, something, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about uh, the way that different people may approach uh, big choices and vocational choices. There's something that just kind of occurs to me, and I'm very conscious that not all Christian churches encourage, kind of, like if we were thinking about the vocation of marriage, um, I'm really conscious that in our church you're encouraged to spend at least six months before you get married, you know, the church won't immediately marry you because you decided yesterday you wanted to get married to tomorrow. But they also want you to spend time um, doing things like an engaged encounter, spending time reflecting, is this what I'm really called to? Because of this idea of discerning, of, of going slowly, of really taking time to ponder, is this what I want to do? And do, it, do I know what it is I want to, uh, that I'm getting into? And... And i'm kind of I'm kind of struck by how that sometimes might be seen to be a little bit uh in contrast to some of the popular culture ideas about uh falling in love or um, uh or uh, or ideas around um maybe feeling like it's very difficult to get married that that that's that that's, I know I'm focusing in here on marriage because that's my own vocation, but as a priest you marry people regularly. And I'm, I'm just struck by, I think because I was exposed to, to uh, people who were contemplating religious life when I was at university, I, I kind of had some of the ideas about those processes of, of discernment, which are quite slow before you make a final choice, that I brought to bear when I made the choice to become married. That there was, and there is, there is real support in the church for going slowly, for thinking through these big decisions, and then, and then coming to the moment of choice. And I just, I just wonder what your thoughts are about those. I think I mean, it's,
1: it's it's very important it, because you know when one decides on on, on a vocation, you you embark, hopefully, on, on a lifetime commitment. And uh, at least uh, you have to make sure that, you know, as far as possible, uh, you choose something that you really think you are called to, and it's something that you will really find fulfillment in it as well. Because if, if really you don't find fulfillment in what you're doing, then in, 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 in that kind of life that you choose, and it won't last, you know, it won't last. So the, the challenge is, is, is for one to be patient during this process of discernment, and to make sure that as much as possible one makes the right decision through descendants. And it's not always the case that people get it right. It's not always the case that people choose a certain vocation and stay in it for the rest of their life but we need to take those precautions. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's necessary to take time and not to rush through things and, uh, you know, reflect properly and uh, uh, defend and get people to help you make a proper decision. Mm. That is mm. uh, and it's crucial. And then, so that's why important. Young people, they need to be accompanied and, and be helped to not to rush into whatever decision they make in, uh, in choosing their life, uh, uh, their future life, uh, and, and that, that can be part of uh, accompanying them, journeying with them, and descending helping them to uh, and the correct vocation. Mm. So it, it's very necessary. The they short answer to your question. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Ramper. I'm very conscious that you must be doing some of this work because you find yourself at the moment in the vocation of being, or in the position of being a parish priest, and I I, I, I know that that is one of the places. It's kind of the the um, yeah. pit face of encountering young yeah. people making those big choices. So yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah and, and I think you know, uh, being being a, a parish priest, you you see this uh, trying to to. to uh, Encourage young people to be patient. In, in, in. I think there's this surge for instant gratification, mm. and and that is, I think, problematic because, and and you see even in our classes. For example, if you say to them, "Okay, we have this period that you need to take, or get confirmed to come to classes and to learn about our faith more," there's this impatience and people be. You know, everything must happen instantly. And that also goes through relationships as well. And then you see people getting married quickly and and sometimes without proper know, discernment and uh, the patience of, of, you know, taking your time and uh, long discernment in, in trying to to see what, what vocation you have been called to. Uh, we need to encourage that it, it, it's very important and to discourage this whole search for instant gratification
0: mm. well that's been very helpful and I think I, I like that kind of that call to 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 young people and even to older people to, to when you are facing vocational choices big choices to take the time to really discern properly to to talk to your community, to to feel your way into it and to be asking in your heart, I presume. I know that was the question that was helpful for me, is, you know, what does what does God want for me in this?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, 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 yeah, that's 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 how I, I look at it and, and from the little experience that I have really dealing with the young people and and uh, I, I think yeah we, we need to be accompanied
0: much. It's been a, a wonderful conversation Father Rampeh. I look forward to chatting to you again soon but I uh, hope you have a, a lovely rest of the Easter Octave.
1: Thank you very much Francis and uh, yes thank you and uh, have a blessed one and uh, thanks for the for the good job and the good work that you do in trying to help uh, our young people. Thank
0: okay. you. All right so that was Father Rampeh Lopo from um, talking to us from Cape Town, and as ever, it's, it's lovely to chat to Father Rampere, and he was talking to us about the, as uh, we were just being inspired by the little uh, video that Pope Francis has put up for April on YouTube. If you Google... Um, youtube pope francis prayer intention april you will see this month's prayer intention it's really beautiful it's this call for young people to seriously think about what their vocation is what their call is to follow christ in the world and i think that's that's one of the things that we 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 need to take seriously so i'm going to now move to an ad break and some music